Before we get to this episode of the podcast, I want to chat with you a little bit about a new podcast that I've found that I really, really love. You all know that I absolutely love anything 90s or 2000s. And for years at my house growing up, I didn't have the family channel, which honestly felt like a personal offense to me and most cases ruined my entire life. But I got through it. I lived for all of those family channel shows and not having that channel like honestly really sucked. But I did have YTV, which is a bootleg Canadian version of the family channel. Did anyone watch YTV? They had so many good shows. Anyways, one of the shows that aired was Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide, which I absolutely loved. Is it weird that the character I connected with most was Coconut Head? Uh, I don't know why, and I guess that doesn't seem too weird if I told you that the kid I empathized with most from Hannah Montana was Dandruff Danny. (laughs) Anyways, I work in higher education. I loved Ned's Declassified, and if you do too, you have to listen to Tip Busters. Each episode, the boys break down a different rule from each episode of the show, Anyways, it's so great. I'll let them tell you a little bit about it. What's up, guys? I'm Devin Werkheiser. You might know me from Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. This is for Bobby, Jake, and Joey, who run an awesome podcast called Tip Busters, where they analyze the tips from Ned's Declassified. I love that. That's so weird and cool. You guys are great. Thank you for being fans. They are also live streaming a charity event for St. Jude's on September 1st. So to find out more about that event or their podcast, check out at TB Boys Official on Twitter. TB being tip busters. So at TB Boys Official. Check out the podcast. Check out the event. St. Jude's is an amazing organization. Um, thank you guys again for being Net Declassified fans. See ya. what's up it's your host Tori and who is ready to be petty how are you guys doing I'm doing okay thanks for asking Um, I had a little bit of a rough start here I was set up um, in my dining room it's fucking hashtag golden hour here in Victoria it's about 7 p.m. the sun is setting I'm looking out onto my gorgeous balcony enjoying the warm glow against my pale dry skin to be honest fuck already tmi and we're 30 seconds in anyways um i test my mic and i sound tinny like tinny as fuck and i'm like okay this isn't good um ready to be petty is known for um it's high production value and um immaculate I don't even know what to call it, sound? Uh, I'm a professional podcaster, you guys. Anyways, I was like, hey, this isn't good enough. I'm going to go to my sauna of an office. I shut the blinds, shut the window, shut the door, trapped myself in here. And um, just got a little sweat going on. (laughs) And I realized... 20 seconds ago that I didn't turn turn on my mic I hadn't plugged her in yet so um that was great that was great but now we're here and I'm happy and we've gotten started um otherwise things are going well it's been a while since we've chatted about two weeks so I'm excited to jump right into it today I'm going to talk about my trip to Europe I know all the listeners are just dying to hear about that trip JK, no one's asked me, (laughs) Um, which like you could like via DM or something on all my socials at RTBP podcast. But anyways, I'm going to talk about some Megan Harry drums because they've been in the news all all month, honestly. And my thoughts on the Hills reboot, because it's kind of bad. It's not good, but it's also not that bad. So IDK, I'll figure it out once we get there, Um, which obviously includes the breakup between Miley and Liam and Caitlin and Brody, which 
is kind of insane. Then I'm going to end this episode off with a little bit of Bachelor in Paradise drama because that's also popping off. Honestly, not really even on the show, but (laughs) everywhere else. Anyways, you guys, my trip to Europe. It was enlightening, awakening, (laughs) a real treat. I'm just kidding. That sounds like a typical white travel girl, which like honestly is kind of me. It's like I wanted to post a picture on Instagram today and hashtag take me back. (laughs) I wanted to bring back the double air kiss. (laughs) I eat mayo on my fries now. Uh, Just like every stereotype wrapped into one little human. As most of you all know, because I've been talking about it ad fucking nauseam for like six months, my boyfriend and I went to Europe in June and it was amazing. We went to the UK, we went to France and Switzerland and it was so, so much fun. Oh my god. So we started off the trip really well. (laughs) Uh, We flew out of YVR, Vancouver International Airport, and he has like that bougie credit card that allows you into airport lounges. Not unlimited, just four per year, so not that bougie, but I I had a, a student price card, an SPC card. I don't know if people know what those are, but a student MasterCard until last month. So uh, (laughs) I was pretty stoked when we got access to one of those airport lounges and we were living it up. Just like, like I wasn't hungry, but (laughs) like ordering like 10 different types of food and like, oh my gosh, so much, so many different types of pop, which like, I know you guys probably don't give a fuck about, but I love <laughs> any carbonated beverage, any seltzer, like any carbonated water, like I will drink it. So felt pretty cool um, when we checked in, um, like checked our luggage uh, at the front desk. Um, I was standing, <laughs> I can't say it. That's a bad lead up. Okay, before we relaxed, in the comfort of a sky lounge, an air like an Air Canada sky lounge in YVR Airport, uh, we checked our bags, we checked luggage, and at YVR, if you've ever been there, their luggage scales are in the ground, which honestly would have been a nice heads up or a nice little sign that says like this is a scale or something because I'm used to. Um, well, I often don't check luggage. I use carry-on only, but if I've ever checked a bag, you put it on the conveyor belt and the conveyor belt has like a, a scale in it. Um, anyways, the scale was on the ground and I was standing on it when we were checking in and like no heads up. Then all of a sudden my boyfriend looks over and he's like, what's blank kilograms and he's like oh you're standing on the weight like the scale and I'm like ah fuck this is awesome cool 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 please avert your eyes and then the the person who was checking us in was just like wow you're trash (laughs) anyways I thought that was funny maybe no one else thinks that's funny but like just being red at the airport (laughs) red to filth at the airport at like noon right before my trip not ideal anyways we got to the lounge it was amazing boarded our flight everything was smooth Liam my boyfriend and I honestly pride ourselves in being good passengers like we're like we have high etiquette we (laughs) are polite we are accommodating we don't do any of those faux pas we don't you know have our bare feet out we don't eat peanuts on the plane thank you very much we don't kick the back of our seats Um, we don't sleep on your shoulder we don't ask the flight attendant for like 70,000 million things so we're pretty high on ourselves Um, we were fucking miserable on the plane. We were the worst. Like, okay, miserable to other people. We were having a fine time, but we were the worst type of people and we noticed it. At one point, we were doing, like, calf and, like, 
I was doing downward dog at one point in the aisle, <laughs> um, which honestly is probably offensive to people. <laughs> but yeah, we were doing calf stretches. We were like walking around. We were getting up every fucking five minutes. We couldn't sit still. One minute we were watching TV on the screens, the television screens. The next minute we're listening to music. The next minute we're talking. Um, we brought like... We brought like six bags of snacks and like they weren't airplane like safe snacks like they probably had gross smells it was just not good and then the the guy we were sitting in a row of three and the guy next to us bless his soul was so kind and he was from the UK and he's like you should be so proud that you're Canadian my son my sons live here and stuff like that and I'm like I'm so glad you have a good impression of Canada because we're being absolute trolls right now. (laughs) Needless to say, we landed and like there's no videos of me online doing any of these horrible things. So I think I got away with it scot-free. If anyone is a Rob has a podcast listener, which I know some of you guys are, I'm referencing like my two friends that watch, (laughs) that listen to Rob has a podcast um, and also this podcast, Champ and John. (laughs) So hi guys, but Rob Sesternino uh, hosts a podcast uh, called News AF with Tyson Apostle and Danny Bryson and they have bad airline passenger of the week and I was like just waiting for my name to pop up on those stories not actually because those ones are like actual nightmares but I'm all the more cognizant of my behavior on planes but we landed everything was good we were staying with Liam's family, his grandparents, which was like really fun. And there's like such cute little things that grandparents do. Just the houses, like the brick houses, the row houses and stuff are just, yeah, it's just so, it's cool. And it's like what you would picture Liverpool to look like. I don't think I mentioned that before. We flew into Liverpool. That's where his family's from. And it was really cool checking out all like the Beatles stuff, which I know is like maybe controversial (laughs) because not everyone likes the Beatles, but it was really fun learning about the history and meeting all his family and all that type of stuff. I ate crisps and dairy milks like it was my fucking day job and it was amazing. Uh, We had fish and chips and I ordered fish and fries like a fucking uncultured swine (laughs) and it's just fun learning about how other people live and the culture there and I don't know stuff like that anyways after Liverpool we went to Dublin it was super fun I love Ireland would definitely go back and then I went to Edinburgh and it was so much fun it was so rainy if you guys caught my Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram posts about that day, I got caught in like literally 48 hours of rain, torrential downpour. I didn't bring, I brought like a light jacket, but like not a rainproof jacket, which I know sounds so dumb. And I know I'm kind of rehashing old biz right now, but like I was going on a summer vacay, so I packed like shorts, and I know that's dumb, and I talked to all my friends, and I looked at all the fucking weather forecasts, but I was in such a tizzy getting out of here um, that I just literally packed shorts, and I brought a jean jacket, but nothing like rainproof or anything like that, even though, yes, I get it, I live in the Pacific Northwest, and it rains all the time, and I'm very well equipped at home, but I ended up in 48 hours of rain and I just wanted to sightsee and get the most out of it and that means walking in the rain and after a few hours I'm like I cannot do this anymore I have to buy something and being the thrifty not cheap bitch that I am I went to a dollar store like a kind of like a touristy store convenience store type thing and bought a rain poncho because it was the cheapest thing, cheaper than an umbrella, etc., etc. And I rocked it. <laughs> it was kind of like, okay, so I went into the convenience store. I'm like, how much is this mother effing poncho? 
He's like, it's three euro. And I'm like, yeah, it's better than like the 15 euro umbrella. And I didn't want to walk to find another store. It's just, it was too much. I just wanted to get something. And there's this like cute guy that's my age there. And this man that's working the till. And I'm like, fuck, you're just going to have to like, there's two choices. You either look like a loser (laughs) that's not enjoying themselves and can't take the piss out of themselves in this poncho or you just like give her. So I put the poncho on in front of them and I'm like, guys, how do I look? And I do a little pose and a little spin and they're like, you look great. And I'm like, okay, I can do this. So I like walk out in the rain and there's a few people that give me knowing smiles. There's a few people that give me dirty looks and a lot of people that just ignore me because there was tons of tourists in ponchos. Yeah, I thought it was really fun. I tried to like tie the sides like kind of cute, but then at at the end I was like, I just, I just can't do this. And when I walked into like restaurants and stores, I would like take it off to like kind of look like a decent human being but in the streets I was rocking that (laughs) that poncho (laughs) and it just had it had the Scottish flag on it all over and it said like I think it said like Scotland all, all over it it was it was fresh to death um that's for sure um after we went to Edinburgh we went to London which like, oh my god, how many times did I watch Mary Kane Nash's London Calling like movie? Which was, ugh, it's iconic. I love when they show the girls doing like political debates and stuff like that. Like, that's fucking cool. And I just wanted to like recreate all of those things and like was hoping that I would spot the Spice Girls or like Kate Middleton walking down the street. And none of those things happened, but... It was still really fun. It was like finally my knowledge of royal, the royal family and royal protocols, etc. like paid off. And (laughs) it was amazing. Um, We rode bikes through Hyde Park to Kensington Palace. And we saw Buckingham Palace. And we, you know, like stood in the red phone booths. And we looked at this famous alleyway that, jk rowling based part of her harry potter books on it was amazing my boyfriend and i were in front of buckingham palace and we were taking pictures and he was taking pictures of me standing no sitting sorry perched actually i take all of those back perched on the railway just like Meghan markle and like she posted herself like uh, she was like 13 or something like that anyways I wanted to recreate that photo fucking like whatever you guys I can I can hear people laughing and making fun of me but whatever anyways so I wanted to recreate this photo so my boyfriend was taking pictures of me and like you gotta get like a hundred right like you can't just take one and then realize it's bad 10 minutes down the road and you can't go back to the location So he's taking like a hundred of me and this nice um, man next to us is like, oh, um, how about I take a picture of both of you guys so you guys can get one together? And I'm like, oh no, it's okay. In case we break up, we want pictures by ourselves um, with all these monuments. And the guy was like, his face just dropped and he was like, oh, oh, I'm, oh, um, uh, well, He seems like such a nice guy, (laughs) gesturing to my boyfriend. And I was like, JK, that was a joke. We get some individual, like for profile pictures and shit, and we'll get some together. And he took a few of us, and it was just really funny. But I thought that that was really cute. And maybe you guys can use that line when you're traveling somewhere. (laughs) And then we moved on to France, which I went to France last year and like, I feel like it's like it's so stereotypical to love France and like want to go to France all the time and whatever but holy shit I fucking know why the food is incredible honestly the people that we met were super nice I know that there's I'm sure there's snooty people and stuff like that but 
The people we met were so nice. We went all through the north to the Normandy beaches, which was (laughs) definitely on my bucket list and not Liam's, that's for sure. And then we went to Paris and then we went to Lyon and the south of France. And honestly, everyone was so nice and it was so hot and... Yeah, it was just so great. The food, obviously, everyone talks about the fucking food, but it's it's just, mm, I'm doing the little chef's kiss right now. It's perfection. C'est parfait. That means it's perfect if you didn't know. (laughs) In my head, I'm thinking like, damn, I hope it means it's perfect. And oh my God, when we were in Paris, actually in like every city, we were ripping around on these lime scooters and when we were in Paris, okay, I know I'm like going off the fucking rails and no one's listening at this point, but you guys, when we were in Paris, it was Sophie and Joe's wedding in Avignon, which I went to last year, and they were doing like a pre-wedding trip to Paris, and Nick and Priyanka were there too, and whoever the other brother is, <laughs> yikes, uh, Kevin and Danielle and their kids were there. And I was like trying to find them and Joe was riding on a lime scooter and I was riding on a lime scooter and yeah, it just felt serendipitous. I wish that we bumped into each other, but we didn't. Um, And then Liam and I had to take like a photo shoot of ourselves whipping on those bikes, but it was so much fun or those scooters. They can go up to 30 kilometers per hour. Like that's fucking fast. Um, And it was just so much fun. When we were in Caen, 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 Can, no, Caen, the village with the war memorial. <laughs> I swear I went and I swear I paid attention. Anyways, I actually remember I was editing a podcast when I was there, but we had an incident. I don't know what that is in French, but <laughs> we had a major incident. We were staying at an Airbnb and throughout our trip, we were at Airbnbs and we had strategically picked ones with laundry machines at certain point, points in our trip so we could do laundry for free. And we picked this one and it was perfect. And Liam goes to bed. He's like, he always says, he's like, I was taking a nap. I was like, okay, you went to bed. It was like nine o'clock. That's just going to bed. That's not taking a nap. Anyways, he, he goes to bed Um, I'm like oh no worries I'm editing this podcast I'll put the laundry in and then I'll see you when I'm ready to go to bed when all of our laundry is clean like no worries you're tired you did all the driving today anyways I don't have to justify why he was taking a nap he was taking a nap no 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 that's right he was going to sleep I was doing the laundry Anyways, it was one of the washer machines that's like dual wash and dry, which honestly I'd never seen before, but apparently are quite common in Europe. Anyways, they wash, the clothes wash, like look great. And so they need to be dried. So I put them on the dry, cycle runs through, open it up. They're still a little bit damp. So I run the dryer again. Like it takes obviously quite a bit. So now we're about like three hours in. So it's like 11, 12 o'clock. Um, the, like the alarm on the laundry machine indicating that the laundry is done goes off and I go to take it out and the door won't open. And I'm like, that's weird. It just won't pop, like it pop open. But I didn't think too much about it because my laundry machine at home is the same. And if you turn it off and turn it back on again, it'll pop open. It just needs to be like reset. So I do that. Nothing happens. Now it's like a little bit past 12 and I'm starting to panic a little bit. I'm tired. We have to wake up at like fucking 5 a.m. to return our rental car and catch a train to Paris. I don't want to be tired because I'm dying to go back to Paris and live my Parisian dreams. And I'm like most excited about it. I just want to be fresh faced and cute. Anyways, it won't open. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what to do. I've turned it on and off a hundred times. I need to get Liam. So the house is a three-story house. So I'm in the basement. I walk up two flights of stairs to the third floor and go into the bedroom. And I'm like, Berber, I think the place is haunted. (laughs) Because honestly... 
as I was walking up those three flights of stairs, I noticed that the family had hung a lot of mirrors, like mirrors instead of like, and like weird artwork. And I just felt like the place was haunted. (laughs) Yeah, and he's like, oh my fucking God, you just woke me up. Like, you're annoying. And I'm like, okay, anyways, the real reason that I'm here is that I can't open up the dryer. And he's like, oh, that's weird. Let me like toss on some clothes and I'll come open it up. So he does that. It doesn't open. I'm like, fuck. So I'm like, okay, I will Google the manual online and we'll see what we can do. Meanwhile, he's turning off the breakers. He's like turning off the entire machine, um, the emergency button light switch switch thing. Nothing's happening. Um, he grabs a butter knife, tries prying it open. Nothing happens. We call his dad because he works in this type of field. Nothing's working. I start to call plumbers. It is now like 1.30 a.m. and I'm calling all of the emergency lines for plumbers, electricians, or whatever to get someone to come help us. No one's answering. Even though it said 24-7, no one's answering the phone. We get desperate. We call the Airbnb host and leave a message because she didn't pick up. So we're like, oh my God, we are really shit out of luck. So then I Google, like Liam's like, I need tools or something. I Google, like, if anything's open, a grocery store, a gas station, there is literally one place open and it's a gas station, one singular gas station. So we're like, okay, we got to go. So we put on our clothes. I'm so tired at this point. We head out to our rental car. And as we are getting into our rental car, and as we're getting into our rental car, the neighbor pulls up. And he doesn't speak English. So I'm using in my fucking horrendous French. Do you have a toolbox? Do you have a screwdriver? Do you have any like flathead question mark tools that we can use to pry this washing machine open? He doesn't understand. We use Google Translate. He's like, no worries. I will go and get a screwdriver. Meanwhile, as I'm doing this, Liam is getting the tire jack. Is that what it's fucking called? I don't know. Like the, I was going to say wrenchy thing, but no, the tire iron, whatever, from the rental car. And he's going in to the laundry room and trying to open it up with a tire iron. (laughs) I don't know what it's called, you guys. Sorry, I'm not more prepared. Anyways. And he can't open it up, so he comes back out. The guy's returned with some screwdrivers. He's like, we're going to bed. Can you just, like, toss them on my, like, over my fence when you're done with these? And we're like, for sure. Anyways, we go back in. It's 3, maybe even 3.30 at this point. And we cracked it open with a screwdriver. We did break the handle off, but we retrieved our clothes. And then we had... The very difficult dilemma to make, it was either do we risk it and put them back in and dry them for the morning? Do we hang dry them and like basically nothing happens or do we take them wet? And we chose to take them wet because it was literally all of the clothes we packed. And when we got to Paris, we went to a laundromat and put them in the dryer and all's well that ends well. Um, It was very, very stressful. Of course... Paris was magical. Um, I only made one French person angry. Yeah, I ate all the crepes and just good coffee and pastries. The the pastries and the baguettes. As everyone would tell you, the cheese, oh my gosh. Anyways, we ate, we saw sights. We laid on grass. We took a lot of pictures and yeah we just really enjoyed ourselves it's weird the light is like different there it's so beautiful I don't know if it's the architecture but there's this pink cotton candy sunset and it's just absolutely gorgeous highly suggest folks to go to Paris
We ended our trip in the south of France after a, a short and sweet stop in Geneva. And it was really fun. It was beautiful. It was so hot. It was so nice to see like palm trees and stuff. Our Airbnb experience was horrendous. I'm honestly getting like somber <laughs> when I'm thinking about it. If you thought the laundry machine debacle was bad, this was much, much worse. We got to Nice. We checked into this cute little Airbnb. With We go to bed pretty early, maybe around 11. I'm dead asleep. I can fall asleep anywhere at any time. I'm so tired. Liam's up next to me. He finally falls asleep. I guess gets up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. And since it was dark and still while we were sleeping, a few cockroaches <laughs> came out from hiding. So Liam went to the bathroom and he turned on the lights, obviously, got up, walked around, and he noticed a bug. And he's like, okay, that's odd, but it's one bug, like whatever. It's very humid and very hot here no biggie and then he goes to the bathroom he's walking back and he sees more then he sees more and more and he wakes me up and he's like there's cockroaches and at first like I I was so sleepy that I like didn't even realize what he was saying and then he's like no they're literally everywhere and he had like put pots and pans around the apartment bless his soul um to like cover the cockroaches anyways he's like we gotta go So I like snap into action. I really honestly, truly believe this is training that I've prepared for for years because as most of you know, I worked in residence life. Um, So in first year university dorms for the better part of like 10 years almost. And I was often, very often on call. And if an emergency happens in the middle of the night, You have to get up, pull yourself together in two seconds, be the adult in the room oftentimes, and get shit done. So I snapped into residence life coordinator mode, called Airbnb. They'd put us up in a hotel and all of these things. I'm on the phone. Liam's furiously packing all of our shit, dodging cockroaches, and we leave for a hotel. JK, it's not that easy. (laughs) I'm talking to Airbnb and they're like, yeah, for sure. We'll comp you a night at a hotel. I start calling hotels. Every single one was full. I started at ones in our price range, which was like about 100 euros per night. Like we're are traveling pretty cheap. And then I got to about the 10th hotel and which had no vacancy and they were about 300 euros per night. And I'm like, fuck because I was like we need also a long-term solution not just a short-term solution anyways we found one it was absolutely lovely thank god it was only about three blocks away from our Airbnb we walked there in the middle of the night like probably 2 a.m and they had like a concierge and everything then it worked out pretty well but it was just it was literally one of those travel nightmares that I feel like everyone talks about but never happens to you then all of a sudden you're like "Mm -mm, cool 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 we've got roaches (laughs) but the rest of the trip was really really good again I'm back in Canada I'm ready to bring back that double kiss I'm excited to eat my fries with mayo and just take all of the experiences I had in the UK and in France and Switzerland back to my life here is there anything else you want to hear about? I don't know, places that I liked or more petty stories? Let me know because I would obviously love to share. Anyways, let's move on to some spicy pop culture stories. I loved getting the hot goss in Europe and there were so many things that I wanted to talk about that happened in June that I didn't get a chat about on the pod, but out with the old, in with the new. A story that broke yesterday was Chrisetta, Chrisetta, Chrisita, fuck, I don't know. Prince Harry's ex-girlfriend of like seven years, Chrisetta, Chrisita Jones. Okay, I swear I'm a professional. 
<laughs> I swear, um, is engaged, which isn't obviously a big D, but the guy's name is Harry, which is just so weird and kind of funny. But it's like, I just think it'd be funny if you're like, oh yeah, so Harry and I did this, this, and this. And it'd be so funny if people were like, oh, which one? <laughs> you're like, I'm trying to move on, but you won't let me. She's engaged. She also went to Megan and Harry's wedding. What do you guys think about that? Because like, I thought that was weird. Maybe that's something people do in like in England, like just because maybe they were friends or maybe it seemed weird if he didn't invite her. Or I don't know, but it's like, I would not want my fiance, soon to be husband, prince of the UK, prince of Wales. No, that's not him either. Oh, guys, it's warm in here and I think I'm getting a little bit loopy. But anyways, Prince Harry, I would not want my soon-to-be husband's ex-girlfriend who's gorgeous, who they were together for seven years and me, little old Meghan Markle, have been together with Harry for like two years. I would not want her there, TBH. Anyways, she attended. She's engaged now. I guess she's moved on, but has she really? Because the guy's name is Harry who's to say I guess it's for me to say but that's just my opinion okay that's just my thoughts my opinion um they also recently went to Nice where the cockroach story happened but they were staying at Elton John's house so props no cockroaches there and people are shitting on them because they took a private jet and they are preaching about being environmentally sound and that's not environmentally sound and Elton released a statement and said that he made sure that it was like a very green flight and that he insisted for security reasons and it's hard to know whose side I'm on because I totally get that if you're preaching that you are doing well by the environment you shouldn't be taking private planes that's such a waste of fuel but then also they are super famous and I feel like putting them on anything but a private jet would be a security risk so I don't know whose side I'm on what do you guys think I would absolutely die to be a fly on the wall at dinner with Elton Harry, Elton's husband, and Megan. Because it's like, Megan, you were like a D-list celebrity and now you're dining with Elton John. Like, it's iconic and I love her for it. And I just think, what an epic story. What an amazing life. Like, that is, I'm here for it. I'm on the Meghan Markle train. Another thing that I wanted to talk to you guys about is the Hills reboot. Did you guys watch the Hill? I'm asking you guys a lot of questions. I'm lonely, you guys. I'm really lonely. I'm by myself right now. My boyfriend's on a little bit of a holiday. I'm lonely. (laughs) So I'm asking you guys lots of questions. Please message me, DM me, comment my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at RTPP Podcasts. Let me know what you guys think. Did you guys watch The Hills when you were younger? I did. I was obsessed. My whole family loved it. Even my dad, TBH, even though he would never admit it, but he was more stoked than I was when we watched a few episodes this past week. But it's good, but it's like not that good. And I think I've cracked the case as the sleuth I am. I think it's because... We know now how reality TV is made. And I think it just seems fake now. Whereas before, it was fake, but you couldn't super tell. And people are probably like, are going to be like, you could totally tell. Honestly, though, you couldn't. These were all friends or had some connection to each other. And it seemed supernatural. Them going out for lunch and chatting about the night before them going to the bar or the drama that unfolded and a lot of them were real life couples some of them maybe not but it just maybe the situations were set up but I really believe that most of the drama that unfolded was real 
Now, I guess it's the same, but I think it's different because you'll see like Misha, Whitney, and Audrina meeting up for a hike. And it's like, I just know instead of like Lauren and Heidi chilling by the pool at their apartment, that this was set up and they had to be there and they had a call time and all of those things. And I know we knew a little bit back then about that, but not as much as we do now. So it just doesn't seem as interesting. There's one scene, I think, in the second episode where Brandon Thomas Lee hosts a bunch of guys over for dinner and Frankie Delgado, one of the characters on the show, asks like, anyways, you guys, like, you are Caitlyn Jenner's son to Brody. You are Tommy and Pam's um, son to Brandon. And Shaquille O'Neal's son was there. And they were asking, like, what is it like growing up, growing up with someone who's so famous in public? And it's like, okay, so that was super planned. And, like, obviously their answers aren't planned and it's still good conversation. But it's like, yikes, it's, it just, it really does seem fake. And the Heidi and Spencer versus um, Stephanie Pratt drama I don't know, just seems overdone. And it almost seems so real and so their relationship's so strained that I'm like kind of sad watching it. And like, I don't usually feel like this with reality TV, but I kind of feel like this is almost too much. This is too real that it's like, I can tell this is like maybe like 10, 15 years of like family drama and dirty laundry and you guys not having like a good communication um style together and like all of this stuff and I'm like yikes this is kind of sad anyways whose side are you on I'm I think I'm on Spencer's and Heidi's but I'm not sure the real star of this show is probably Adrina and her plastic surgeon she looks from phenomenal that wasn't supposed to be shady at all she just got her lips done I don't think anything else, maybe, probably, but most noticeably her lips. But they're like the perfect, they're normal lips. She had in her early 20s like that no upper lip and she got just fillers in her lips, but it wasn't crazy. It wasn't Kylie Jenner or Khloe Kardashian or anything. It's just like normal people lips and she looks so beautiful I've really liked getting to know her a little bit more on the show. And the Hills drama has been blowing up all over socials and in tabloids with the Miley and Liam and Caitlin and Brody breakup and then Miley and Caitlin hanging out, making out, all of that type of stuff. Brandon has commented that it's fake Brody and Linda Thompson have said back off. What do you guys think? Do you think it's real? Do you think it's fake? Do you think they're dating? My speculation is that they are and I'm here for it. I think they would be a great couple. I think that those like Miley and Liam and Caitlin and Brody were long, long done. Like broke up a few months ago. And so they released it publicly this week. So we're shocked. But maybe they really aren't. So I'm all for that couple. I saw Tish, Miley's mom, Caitlin Carter, and Miley Cyrus hanging out the other night. And it just looked fun and cute. So I'm here for it. Anyways, tell me your thoughts. Do you think it's more boring now that we know so much about reality TV? Like that's something that I honestly pride myself in that I like know so, so much about the creation and production of reality tv that at some point it's kind of almost ruined it for me which is so funny because I never thought I would say that Um, I always said it enhanced the experience it made it a lot more real and you could kind of tell what's bullshit or not but now I'm kind of like I kind of know too much um yeah it hasn't been as enjoyable for me The last thing I want to talk about, which I think is kind of controversial, at least maybe my opinions on it, is BIP. I I can't believe it seems like my summer's ending. Uh, We're about 
two weeks away from the start of school and as I mentioned before I work at a university and September feels like the start of a new year for me obviously it is I have always said my year timeline start like in September and end in August so this feels like my December 31st I think Cicely and I have chatted about this um, on a previous podcast but seems like my summer's winding down so it's really interesting to watch Bachelor in Paradise where it's all summer all the time anyways some drums on Twitter went down between Demi and Tanner which is pretty crazy because I think that Tanner's a pretty like benign like pretty neutral bachelor contestant and Demi is well well loved basically if I've got my facts straight basically Tanner said that Demi was like Jed Wyatt of Hannah B's season which obviously is literally the worst comparison ever like literally Jed has been absolutely vilified over the last couple months and Demi is beloved but I can see and this is where the controversy comes controversy comes in the comparison and I think what he meant was that she went onto the show and she was dating someone and he went onto the show and he was dating someone their intentions going into the show was that those people were their people that they had no intention of dating other people that at the end of the show they were going to go back to their loved ones um right now you can see Demi exploring relationships with other people with Derek who I love etc etc but the spoilers and this is a spoiler so if you don't want to hear it skip ahead a few minutes is that Demi gets engaged to this woman that she was dating back at home and basically people are speculating that she knew that this was going to happen all along and we definitely need queer representation on the Bachelor franchise absolutely for that but it kind of does seem preconceived that she knew she was going to propose to this girl and went and kind of tested out some relationships but in the end knew that she was going to come down to paradise and they were going to propose to each other so I think that that was the very loose comparison um that Tanner was making but yikes a doodle I would not want to make that comparison on live and online and I'm I know I'm doing it right now but like I don't believe she's like Jed Wyatt but I think that's the comparison so I feel bad that he's getting a lot of hate but like dude Jed's the devil do not do not compare Queen Demi to Jed please anyways let's move on to this week in petty honestly it's going to be short and sweet because I've been a petty bee this week (laughs) but I don't want to get into the nitty-gritty because honestly it's not interesting and it's honestly downright sad basically I have a package that it's a bed frame that I'm trying to return. All the people in my life are rolling their eyes right now because this is all I talk about. But it's a bed frame and I can't fit it into my car and it's too heavy for me. So I cannot return it to UPS. So UPS needs to come pick it up. Um, I've been trying since like July 29th. <laughs> and yeah, so this this is a cry for our help from UPS. Usually it's Queer Eye, this time it's UPS. Please help me. There's been numerous things wrong, wrong address, wrong label, wrong whatever, that I wasn't home or whatever, that has made this package impossible to pick up. So like we're three weeks in, correct? Anyways, the This Week in Petty is me talking to a customer service agent (laughs) here's the deal I will call because I think it's much better to talk to a person online and get your point across and be super clear and stuff like that if they're not open I will dm them on like Facebook or Twitter etc which like already my level of petty is skyrocketed 
I was so desperate last week and this week. I'm still desperate. The package hasn't been picked up yet. Maybe I'll update you guys later, but literally I'm so desperate. So I think the petty thing this week is that me talking to a customer service agent agent online is literally insane. I'm like, I'm at my wits end. Like, this is it. I'm so upset. Like, it's just so, like, I'm like, I'm about to cry. Please help me and stuff like that. And it's just so dramatic and so over the top. But honestly, warranted in this case, honestly, it really, really is. But it's just so funny, the, like, phrases I'm using. Like, is it funny or is it sad? I'm really not trying to trivialize trivialize using these, um phrases or when people are in tough times and they're like reaching out for help but I'm currently in a tough time you guys I'm trying to return this very expensive bed frame to an unnamed Canadian real retailer and it's been very very challenging but um, the way I talk about it to the customer service agent is honestly probably over the top a little OTT I have had problems with customer service obviously in the past there's been times where I've honestly cried to them like like cried so hard that snot was coming out of my nose and I was having those big breath like heaves that I've had to like pause and then restart to talk to them because I've been so upset but holy shit it's like desperate times calls for desperate measures if anyone looks at these customer service transcripts while they're reviewing their processes or something they're gonna be like who the f is this girl anyways you guys thank you so so much for listening and you know i appreciate it so much please tell me what you want to hear about next Let me know what you like to hear about, what you want me to talk about. Do you have a petty story? Maybe I could read it on air. Maybe you could send me a little story. Anyways, you can listen to Ready to Be Petty each week on basically every podcast app out there. So choose your favorite and you can follow along on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at RTBP Podcast if you haven't heard enough of that today. (laughs) Liking, commenting, subscribing, and leaving a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts helps the pod find new listeners. I want to hear from you always. That's my call to action this week. Reach out. Tell me what you are petty about and what you want to hear about next. As always, I'm Tori, and I'm ready to be petty. See you soon.